Hello, hello everyone. This is Leah and you're here with me on the Go With Your Gut podcast and today the topic that I am so excited to cover is honoring your menstrual cycle. So, um, well, this journey for me began a couple of years ago when I was really feeling lost and, you know, trying to figure out how to get from where I was to where I wanted to be and bridge that gap. And what I've learned since then is that you have to look inside, you have to trust your inner wisdom, your inner intuition, and um, cultivating that awareness around what is good for your body, whether it's with food, how you're sleeping, your routines, your self-care, how you manage stress, what, how you make decisions, the way that you interact with people, your relationships, all of those things really are dependent on that awareness and really trusting your in- intuition and trusting your gut. So hence the, the, the title, Go With Your Gut. Um, that's how I've ended up here. So I think um, the reason I want to talk about honoring your menstrual cycle is because this to me was a really accessible way to access my inner wisdom and to start to pay attention to the things that were happening throughout the month. So of course, as women, we're dynamic. We don't. We are not static creatures. Things are changing all the time, um, and we feel this. You know, I felt it in my life, and I'm sure you feel it in your life. And um, yeah, one week you may feel more social. One week you feel more introverted. Um, you know, different times, different days, and all these factors that play into it. And a big piece of that is that with the hormonal cycle that we go through each month and the different physiological processes that happen come these different um come different emotions and different times and we handle things differently and all these things are changing so i think it's really important to acknowledge that we aren't always supposed to be the same and um I'd love to dive into a little bit about what that looks like. So we have four distinct phases in the menstrual cycle. Um, The cycle and the new energy starts with the follicular phase, which is an incredible time for exploration and trying new things. It's also a really good time to plan your month. You're coming out of the menstrual phase at this point in the cycle and um, yeah, which is a time of rest and renewal. So coming into the follicular time, which corresponds with the spring season, it corresponds with the young maiden. It's a good time to use that new vital energy to really get things set up in a way that is authentic to you, to be creative, to, um, like I said, explore and try new things and just get yourself situated for the month ahead. So um, the prefrontal cortex is at an optimum at this time, which makes it a great time to organize, start new projects at work, um, and initiate anything really in your work or personal life that you've been wanting to do. 
Um, so moving from the follicular phase and coming into the ovulatory phase, um, as that happens and as estrogen increases in your body and your body at this point in the cycle is just ready for connection and communication and networking and, um, just really building relationships and getting yourself out there, being extroverted. This is a really passive phase where the follicular phase was much more active. It's much more of a doing phase. The ovulatory phase is very, very extroverted time, but it's also, um, yeah, very passive. So just kind of going with the flow and connecting and allowing things to be. The ovulatory phase also corresponds with the nurturing mother. So we have this aspect of ourselves that just really wants to take care, do things for other people and honoring that and just really giving that love that you have and that nurturing energy, sharing it with the people that are around you is a really incredible gift during that time. Um, so after the ovulatory phase comes the luteal phase, the luteal phase corresponds with the fall. So if you think about that shedding of anything that comes up, that's not serving you, um, this is a really great time for working through things that noticing emotions and acknowledging things that come up because the luteal phase is also the premenstrual phase. And, um, for many of us women that can look like, increased sensitivity, increased emotions, um, kind of just a different perspective on life. And we really do shift into those different gears each month and being aware of it can help us to, um, use these gifts and these strengths to grow and to change and to move in the direction that we want to move. So it's not a negative thing. This phase is often thought about as a really hard time for women and a time that, um, yeah, it can just be really challenging, challenging for relationships. You know, a lot of women have premenstrual symptoms and they can have increased irritability and, um, you know, different pains and aches and cramping and things that come up during this time. So as those things come up, I really encourage you and I try to do the same just to listen to my body, look at what's happening and to use the, the gift of this time um, to allow yourself to shed whatever baggage you need to shed. So this phase corresponds as well with the, the crone stage of life. And so that's moving kind of into the menopausal. Sometimes it's called the crone stage. Sometimes it's the enchantress. I love the name enchantress. So let's go with that for now. But um, yeah, just kind of moving into that time in your life, you know, whether you've had kids or not, um, where there's this, there's this wisdom. And for a lot of women, it can look like also a freedom. There's a lot of processing happening and then a lot of freedom that comes with that. So, um, the luteal phase is a great time to really sit and look at what's coming up and allow things to move and to, to process through. So you can move into the, into this new space that you want to be in. 
And um, it's also a really creative time. So for work, as well as anything in your personal life, anything that is physically creative, um, that can be a really supportive thing during this time, but it can also be a really productive thing during this time. Um, So the subconscious and conscious brain are closer together during the luteal and the menstrual phase. And you have a little bit more access to your subconscious mind. So one of the things I love to do during this time is, um, I refer to it just as intentional questioning, but where you ask a question, whether it's just in a silent moment or during a meditation, you can write it in your journal and then let your mind go. Just let that thought go and go back to what you were doing and see what comes up. If it's in your meditation, you know, return to honoring your breath and thinking about your breath and see if you get an answer. And it may not be immediate. It might, but it may not. And if it's not, just kind of notice in the next couple days, like, oh, I feel like I have a little bit more clarity around that. This seems like the right thing to do. So I always use this phase if I'm trying to figure out something big in my life, a bigger life decision. Um, but it can also be used for things just like, you know, do, do I want to try out something new with my wardrobe? Do I want to explore something new with food or with health? Or, you know, it can be smaller things too. Like there is a lot of clarity that can come during this time. So this is a more inward time, not nearly as extroverted um, as the ovulatory phase. And it's kind of also setting you up for moving into the menstrual phase, which is that time of rest and renewal. So um, trying to think if there's anything else I want to say about the luteal phase. I feel like this is for me, a really important time of the month. It's a time when I get to be with myself a little more. I don't do as much much socializing and networking. I get a lot of deep work done around this time. So when I'm blogging, I do a lot of writing. um, I do a lot of journaling. And um, anything creative for work. So anything that I want to write, this is, I, I, just kind of flows out of me at this time of the month where if I'm trying to do the same thing during my menstrual phase or even during like the follicular phase when I'm trying to check things off my to-do list, um, it's just not as productive. So that's one of the things I notice is that things that are difficult at one time of the month may flow flawlessly at another time of the month. And it's such a huge gift to know when those things can happen, even though we can't always place them in the right time of the month. We may have deadlines or we might have things that are time sensitive, something we need to do sooner, or maybe there's just too much. I often have too much of the deeper work to do and can't fit it all in during the luteal phase, but just allow yourself to do as much as possible during those ideal times and you'll notice increased efficiency, increased productivity, and just really a lot less stress, a lot less pushing through mud. You know, it's a lot easier um, when those things line up to get that specific task done. So um, for example, if I'm going to do any anything where I'm trying to communicate or network and it can't happen during the ovulatory phase, say I have to do it during the luteal phase, I just notice that there's a lot more, um, it just takes more effort. 
So I guess that's the thing is as you start to honor your cycle, you may notice, and I have definitely noticed, and the women that I work with as well, um, many of my clients notice that there's just a lot less effort with the things that you can line up with the right phase during that optimal time. Um, so let's move into the menstrual phase. Um, this time as well, I think often gets kind of a bad rap. Like you feel bad, you're exhausted, um, may have some cramping or period symptoms, and that can be the case. But I, I hope for you, and I know for a lot of people, as you start to honor these these rhythms, and if you're able to to honor your menstrual cycle more as a whole and kind of do that for a couple of months, for many, many women, period symptoms and that those feelings diminish. And um, for some people, they go away just with this process. For other people, they need more in-depth. It just kind of depends what's going on and and if how big your hormonal challenges are. Um, but I've definitely noticed that my symptoms have decreased. I have less irritability, less cramping, less of those premenstrual symptoms. And then the thing with the menstrual phase is that your body is telling you so clearly that this is a time you need to rest and renew so that you can come into the new month refreshed and restored and just feeling really good and ready to go. So, um, as you start to pay attention, you'll start to notice these these shifts and as going from one into the next. And so for me, it's pretty, as I start my period, as I start to bleed, I notice a pretty significant um, change in my energy. Like I will be pretty wiped out at least for that first day. But as I started to do this more, you know, I used to be wiped out for kind of like the first three days. And now as I, as I've done this more and followed my rhythm throughout multiple months, I notice now that usually it's that first day, it's not as bad as it used to be. And if there's any way possible that you can just let yourself rest. So that might even look like you still have to go to work and work a full day, but maybe you don't schedule anything extra. You do something for simple for dinner. Maybe you even prepare a soup in advance. Soup can be really supportive and also give your body a rest. Um, so that's a really good food to have during this time. And so maybe you just give your body a rest for one day, um, whatever that looks like for you. Don't ha- tag on extra things. Try not to set up social activities, anything that's unnecessary, just wipe off your slate. Um, and that can make a huge difference, even if it's just for that one day. If you can do it for the first three days, amazing. That is incredible as well. Um, the menstrual phase is, so it's kind of that, that later stage in life, which can be referred to, some people do call this the crone stage instead of the, instead of that, um, kind of midlife stage or menopausal phase. Um, And some people do, some people call it the sage phase as well. So the elderly part of life, and this is the end of the cycle. And um, the menstrual phase corresponds with the winter. So it's a time, it's a very inward time, a time of being still, Um, a time for any everything to kind of rejuvenate so then in the spring it comes back with restored vitality ready for new growth you've figured out kind of what to shed during the luteal phase what to what we want to bring back in 
to the new phase as well. Um, so this is a time of reflection. It's a time to look back and really decide what your intentions are moving into the new month so that when the spring does come, you can plant those new seeds. When the follicular phase rolls around and your period ends and you're, you have that renewed energy, you know what seeds to put out there and what intentions you want to plant um, as you move into the new cycle. So this phase, what I find I think the most important thing is, is if I don't give my body a rest during this time, it is much more difficult to come back into the new cycle. I really struggle a lot more when that happens. Um, and I notice that I'm not as productive coming into the follicular phase if I don't give myself that time. So when we look at the cycle as a whole, you've got this time for planting intentions, setting your goals, organizing, getting yourself ready, checking things off your to-do list, being creative, exploring. That's the follicular phase. Um, going into the ovulatory phase, you're communicating, you're connecting, you're building whatever relationships, whether it's for work or personal life that you need to build, um, and just really getting yourself out there. And those two phases are a lot of fun. You know, like you can... Um, try new things, you can connect with people, you can be social. Um, obviously, we do those things throughout the month. It's just when there's a greater emphasis during those times. I think for me, I have more fun. Um, but then it's also, I, I'm really an introvert. So I really need that time afterwards to recuperate and, and be by myself and turn inward and reflect and do all of that deep work and growth and things like that later in the month. So um, the luteal phase then comes into the fall, looking at the emotions that come up. I will say that the first half of the luteal phase is pretty different than the second half. It's a longer phase. Ovulation is pretty short. The ovulatory phase is pretty short. And the follicular and luteal phases are longer. And the first part of the luteal phase is more similar to the ovulatory phase. The second part is when you get kind of more into if you have premenstrual symptoms, which every woman does not. That's not um, just the way we are. It, I mean, it is the way we are, but it's not the way it has to be. There are women who do not have premenstrual symptoms at all, who have very balanced hormones. And um, yeah, that doesn't mean that they'll completely go away, but they can definitely, those symptoms can be decreased and make that time of the month much more enjoyable. Um, so yeah, there's that first and second part of the luteal phase, that time for being creative, turning inward, really thinking about what you want, shedding any baggage, looking at the emotions that comes up and letting whatever is not serving you start to kind of fall. And then during the menstrual phase is a really great time to go back and look at those things that came up during the luteal phase and really shed um, the rest of that. Allow those to stay behind and then decide what you want moving into the month ahead. And then, of course, the menstrual phase is also that time to, to just really give your body a break on every level. A break from exercise if you need it or go gentle on your exercise. A break from foods that stress our bodies. 
Um, soups and stews are a great thing to have during this time. A rest from socializing, whatever you can to be to rest from work. Um, you know, it's a great time to cozy up. Maybe just do a little extra self-care if you still have a busy week during this time. Take a nice bath with Epsom salts in it. You know, there's a lot of things that you can do when things feel out of alignment. But when you look at the cycle as a whole and the seasons that we go through every month, um, I think it's just really, for me, it was really eye-opening to look at that whole picture and to see, oh, it's going to come back around to where I can check things off my to-do list again, which has always been extremely satisfying for me, like probably more than it needs to be. Um, but yeah, that'll, that time will come back and then I can go through and I can get things checked off. But right now I just, I need to focus on these other things. I need to focus on socializing. I can still get things done, but then I'm going to focus on, you know, allowing my body to rest as I come into my, um, menstrual phase. So yeah, it's really interesting topic. It is something that I feel super passionate about. And like I said at the beginning, it's a, a really tangible way to build um, a really accessible way to build awareness and to cultivate and increase what you need at different times. And when those tools are there, I just feel that... Um, especially as women, since we're changing so much, it gives us the tools we need to check in in any moment. So as you start to cultivate awareness and listen to your body and you can check in and say, oh yeah, this is what's happening. Um, it starts to become a little bit just more familiar and easier to check in and say, hey, I'm not feeling great. What happened? You know, why, why does it feel this way? So for me, this has been a really valuable piece for my healing journey. Um, in the past episode, I know I was talking a little bit about I struggled, used to struggle a lot with um, really intense digestive issues, gut challenges. I've had several auto, autoimmune diagnoses, hormone challenges, things like that. And this process for me has really changed, and for many of my clients, it's really changed the way um, it's really changed their healing process and helped their healing process along. So I hope that it is something that is useful for you. I'd love to talk more about this at some point. Feel free to reach out. Um, you can find me at leavong.com. You can send me a message through my contact page there. My email is leahleavong.com. Um, and yeah, I would love to hear from you and I'd love to, to hear your feedback and, and to know if this is something that resonated with you, if it's something you'd like to try. Um, I've got some more resources out there as well and I'll put, um, I'll put those links below so that you can easily access. I have some tracking worksheets that make it easier to start to observe and take notes um, I also have some information, some more information. I've got a blog post and I'll link that as well on the menstrual cycle and planning to put out more on that soon, more specifics on each of the phases because there's a lot more detail around food and exercise and love and intimacy and um, what things are really optimal during the different times. 
I thank you so much for being here with me today. I've really enjoyed sharing this information. I just feel like this process and this journey is so valuable and um, such a practical thing for so many of us. So much love to you all and we'll see you next time.